This is episode 50 of the Honest Opera podcast, and it is a coincidence that it is a megaphone episode. I usually never make introductions for this type of episodes, but today I really wanted to take some time to thank you guys, each and every one of you, for making this dream of mine possible, for listening to my podcast, for the guests that have come to talk about their lives here. Special thanks to them for sharing their story. I really am absolutely grateful for the support and the love that you pour onto me every single day. And I really hope to have you still with us for the next 50 episodes. Welcome to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. I'm Isabel your host and founder and firebrand of The Uprising Spark, a digital platform that offers life coaching products and services for modern, independent, child-free women. Our aim is to build a strong female community and to connect empowered women around the globe. I don't think I've ever fit in anywhere. Ever since I was a kid, I always knew that I was different in a way, but I didn't really know what it was until I was a lot older. What I remember from my childhood is, sure, I used to have Barbies like most girls, and I probably played with them for hours, not that I can remember, but I was, I was never that girl who was dressed up in like cupcake style dresses. I hated dresses and I was never like properly quaffed. My hair was always, and it's always been like that all over the place with untidy hair wearing overalls or jeans and crawling around in spaces that I shouldn't be crawling around in. And because I like dinosaurs, I think I blame Jurassic Park for that, but I really wanted to dig up dinosaur bones. And I was just this dreamer, I guess. I, I always felt that I wanted to see a lot more than I had been shown so far. And this is me very young. I was maybe seven or eight at the time. I had already traveled extensively because of my parents for a girl that age. But I there was something about me that was just really curious about what else is there in the world that could offer a girl like me a life that I would never get tired of. As I grew up, I feel that the differences with my peers just became a lot deeper and a lot more clear. So while my friends were like going out and dressing up, and wearing makeup, I was wearing black long skirts with combat boots in a tropical city where the average temperature is 28 degrees Celsius. You do the math on Fahrenheit, I can't do Fahrenheit, but it's very hot. And this was during the 90s. So all my girlfriends used to listen to like Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys and Spice Girls. And it's not that I didn't like them. I think I used to know the lyrics to most of those songs. But at the same time, I was listening to Radiohead and Nirvana and tapping into the greatest hits of the 70s, 60s and 70s classic rock, Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd, to name a few. So yeah, I was always different. I always felt different. And I always felt like I didn't really belong where I was. Another thing that I used to do since I was young is that I challenged everything about the status quo. 
if they told me, oh, you know, this is like that because this is, we've always done it like this, or women have always been acting this way, or women are supposed to do it, I would always challenge it. I would ask why. I would get pissed off. I was a very angry teenager, to be honest. And this wasn't something that my parents had instilled in me. They still kept very close to traditional roles at home. And I guess all my friends' parents from that generation were also hoping for them to turn out, you know, in, in that same way, in the sense that you need to feel in that traditional women role. But at the same time, you have the rare opportunity to complete uh, an education, like a proper education and to travel and whatnot. But you need to find yourself a husband because you need to have children. Like, that's what you need to do. That's what you should do. Get married and have kids. Funnily enough, that's something that I never challenged as a teenager. It was more about the view of the women or the role of the women in society, but not the role of women at home. Of course, I'm going to get married. Of course, I'm going to have children. I want to have three. No, five. Actually, I want to have two. I used to write in my diary about my kids and I, I remember I picked names for them. I had a list of names. If it was a girl and I had a list of names for a boy and I just felt that I had, you know, clarity of mind in the sense that that is exactly what I wanted to achieve and that was exactly what I was going to do. As you may already have inferred, I was this alternative kind of girl and I was angry and I was sad and I've always been very interested in the arts. And by arts, I don't mean only visual arts. I mean all forms of writing and music and, of course, visual arts as well. But, I mean, I've just this place inside of me that wanted to express itself so badly. The best way that I knew how to do it, and I still know how to do it, is by doing it creatively. It was an easy outlet for me. And so when I was about 16, I decided I wanted to become a writer. I had already won several awards for creative writing at school, especially short stories. That was like the thing that I really liked. And I remember I gathered all this information about the best colleges or universities in the States, in Europe, in Colombia. Like I really wanted to do that. That was my actual dream. And my parents told me that I couldn't go to school to become a writer because writing wasn't profitable. And I had to get a degree on something that I was going to be able to make a, profit, a profitable career out of because I was not going to be depending on any man. And that is probably the only thing that my parents did not agree with regarding the traditional women's role. They didn't agree with women who would leave their career aside and just become 100% dependent on their, on their husbands, financially dependent on their husbands. Because my parents would say to me, my dad especially, that financial dependence was also emotional dependence. And it was, it was about control. Money was about control. So I could never let any man control the narrative of my life by means of him being the one providing financially for both of us. That was not going to happen. And the truth is, I really wanted to become a writer. That's what I wanted to do. And I was a little bit bohemian and I was a little bit rock and roll and I was a little bit rebellious and I was a little bit all of that. But what I could not do at that moment was stand up for myself and say, you know, this is what I want to do and this is what I'm going to do. I don't care what you think. Because the pressure I was feeling 
from everyone else in my life in regards to me finding a man, marrying that man, and then having children with that man was a lot stronger than anything else that I could even like muster from inside of me. Anything that I could reach inside of me for would pale in comparison to anything from the outside because that's what I should do. And so that is what I was going to do. And so I went to school and I got a degree in business, but that feeling never left me. That feeling that it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And I thankfully, during the larger part of my 20s, I was more preoccupied about partying and having friends and hanging out and just exploring the world. I was traveling around, thankfully, because if I had devoted my energy to take that next step that I was supposed to take, find the husband, have kids, I would probably have done it. I would probably would have been that person who would have just done what was expected of me. It wasn't until my early 30s that I realized that that's not the life that I wanted to live. And I'm happy I realized that before I had taken any step in that direction, because I would have probably hurt people for not being able to stand in my own truth and also be able to tell the world to go fuck itself, that I was not going to do what everyone else expected me to do. It feels liberating. It feels right. It feels like whatever happens from now on, it's going to be absolutely fine because this is what I want and this is exactly what I'm choosing for my life. And make no mistake, every woman who has made a decision that it's still not 100% socially acceptable is fucking brave because there's still a lot of information all the time coming from everywhere that every person that is born with a vagina should reproduce. That's what I feel. But if I think back to those moments when I was pondering and really actually contemplating getting pregnant, having children, becoming a mother, and taking on all the responsibilities that come along with that, it felt forced. It felt like I was suffocating. There was something inside of me that kept coming afloat and not really questioning it because I didn't really have that clarity at the time. But you know, that feeling, that gut feeling that you get when something's just not right. I kept feeling that. So all of this is to say that if you are feeling that way about a choice that you haven't yet made, there's still time for you to change your mind about it. There's still time for you to change the narrative. There's still time for you to take the reins of your life and steer them in a different direction. Pay attention to those gut feelings. Pay attention to that little voice inside of you that tells you this is not who I am or I don't want to do this. Whatever it is, even if you feel that it's the smallest, more insignificant thing, please do yourself a favor and honor that feeling. Thank you for listening to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories, and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. We hope you tune in next week for our newest episode. And since we love hanging out with you, please be sure to follow us on social media at The Honest Uproar and visit our website at thehonestuproar.com. If you like what you heard, feel free to share with your fierce, child-free firecracker friends. Until next time, 
continue fueling your inner fire.